Christmas isn't for perfect people. Uh, But of course, that's not what uh, we have heard on the radio during this time of year. We're told that Christmas is for nice and good people. He's going to find out if you are naughty or nice. He knows if you've been bad or good, so you better be good. Well, there you have it. Christmas is for perfect people. I heard a song the other day. It's a kind of a funny song. Maybe you've heard this one. It's about a kid who did a dance on his mother's plants, climbed a tree and tore his pants, and filled a sugar bowl with ants. And because he did all those bad things, this little guy believes he's not getting anything for Christmas. His parents are mad. Perfectionism has this little guy so rattled that he gives this advice to his listeners. So you better be good whatever you do, because if you're bad, I'm warning you, you'll get nothing for Christmas. Well, that's a pretty big burden for children to bear throughout the year, I think. Now, I'm going countercultural here. Totally countercultural, because there's better news for us than you better be good. Christmas isn't for perfect people. It's for naughty and bad people. Christmas is for people who know they ain't been nothing but bad. And we've all done some not so nice and some not so good things this year. And it's time that we focus on the fact that Christmas is for bad people. Somewhere around 30 years after the manger, Jesus found himself at Levi's house at a dinner surrounded by tax collectors and sinners who were considered the naughty and bad people. The host of the dinner was Levi, also known as Matthew, who was a tax collector. In first century Palestine, tax collectors were Roman government subcontractors who gathered taxes from the people. That's, that's right. That's good to have that. Uh, However, many tax collectors collected more than necessary and amassed great wealth for themselves by cheating people. It was a crooked profession. I read that Jewish tax collectors were especially despised because such favor for Rome was viewed as betrayal and equal to treason against God. Here was Jesus in a tax collector's home eating with a lot of tax collectors and sinners, crooks, bad people. Why would many bad people be following Jesus as Mark 2.15 says? Well, as this dinner continues, the scribes of the Pharisees noticed Jesus with these lowlifes. The scribes were the, the perfect people. They were the good people. They were the righteous people. And of course, they weren't really perfect people. But in their minds, they were good in their own eyes. In their minds, they were righteous in their own eyes. You see, scribes They were brilliant Jewish law experts and scholars. And because they were of the Pharisees, they were among the most strict and pious. They followed the law to a T. They separated themselves from the common people, from the common folk. They put themselves in the the good people category, and they put everybody else in the, the bad people category. All because they thought they were better than everyone else. To say the least, they were extremely hostile to Jesus and hostile to his teaching ministry because the core of Jesus' teaching ministry was was not the law. 
It was not good performance. It was God's grace. The scribes couldn't seem to to see their own need of God's grace. You see, their merit was enough. Mark 2.16 says this. And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? What's he doing? What is all this about? And you can hear in that statement their own self-righteousness. You can hear in their statement their disdain for what was going on. Well, Jesus had an answer for them. He had a very clear answer for them. But consider this before I give you his answer. There are over 854,000 active doctors of medicine in the United States, according to Statista.com. The American Hospital Association reports there are 5,627 registered hospitals in the United States with over 902,000 staffed beds. The expenses of these hospitals are over $892 billion a year. Now, why is there such demand for doctors and hospitals in the United States of America? Easy. There are a lot of sick people in America. That's why. Now, it'd be wonderful if none of us ever got sick. None of us ever had to go to a doctor. None of us ever had to go to treatments or hospitals. But the reality is we get sick. In fact, we get sometimes really, really, really sick. And doctors and hospitals become hope. Hope. A chance to heal. A chance for life. So with that in mind, listen to how Jesus responded to the perfect people. It was bold. Verse 17. And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, to the scribes, those who are Well, have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Now, if you're paying close attention, what an indictment for the sanctimonious scribes who found Jesus appalling. Do you understand what Jesus meant here? Jesus Christ, the Son of God, left his heavenly glory to come as the great physician to heal spiritually sick people. He came not to call and to save righteous people, but to call and to save sinners, bad people. Christmas is for bad people. You see, the scribes were, they were spiritually dead. They were spiritually blind because self-righteousness and self-esteem keep people from seeing the the spiritual sickness and the badness of their own heart and soul, how bad they really are, and how much they need God to come and to heal them through Christ. Now, if we're honest tonight, we know we're bad. We know we're bad. But maybe we think we're really not that bad. We're really not that bad. We're bad, but not as bad as Hitler. We're bad, but not as bad as that guy who's in jail, that crazy man. And besides, on top of all that, we we do a lot of good things, right? Well, that thinking is very dangerous, my friends, very dangerous, God says in his word that whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. 
All of it. And he says in his word that all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. God says that. Friends, even if our good deeds would outweigh our bad deeds, we are still bad. When Jesus said he came to call sinners, call is a really popular Greek word in the New Testament, kaleo, which is used 148 times in the New Testament. Kaleo in Mark 2 is a divine summons. A summons from God. God invites the sick. He invites the twisted. He invites the corrupted. He invites the wicked. And he invites immoral sinners to turn from their sin and to trust in Christ alone in order to find in him healing. Life, peace, joy, salvation. And Christ's divine call is also effective It's effective. It actually saves people from their sins. Christ's effectual call makes dead people, dead sinners, alive in Christ. Oh, this is beautiful. His effectual call transforms the worst people into God's precious children. Think of it. Christmas is for the imperfect people who need to be saved from sin and the impending judgment of God. Gifts are not earned because then it would be a wage. It wouldn't be a gift anymore if you could earn it. Jesus came as the one who was to do the giving, not to the good people who have earned it, but to the bad people who don't deserve it. The physician is only relevant for the sick, and Christ is only relevant to the sinner whose soul is sick. So I want you to think about something honestly tonight and in this, in this Christmas time. Have you been good enough this year? In fact, let's stretch it on a little longer. Have you been, been good over the course of your life, good enough to merit God's favor? Have you pleased him in what you have done? And keep in mind that God requires perfection perfection, God commands everyone in his word to be perfectly holy, not partly holy. You have to go the whole way. So to earn the favor of God at all, in any way, shape, or form, you must be completely perfect. Are you perfect? If so, Christmas isn't for you. But for all the naughty people, for all the bad people, for all the wicked people, for all the sinning people, Christmas is for you, so listen up. I have incredible news for you. Christmas is for you. Christmas is for me. And from my heart to your heart on this Christmas Eve, I want to say, have yourself a very merry little Christmas because Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus came to give bad people abundant life. Jesus came to preach the truth so bad people would be liberated. Jesus came so that those who do not see may see Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus came to save sinners. And you know what? Jesus came into the world to give his life as a ransom for many bad people. Jesus didn't come many years ago via a virgin's womb 
in order to boost the self-confidence or improve the lifestyles of the self-righteous. He came to save bad people by his amazing grace and goodness. Contrary to popular opinion, there is only one good person, and his name is Jesus. Everyone else is bad. After the manger, Jesus grew up. He grew up, and he did everything that God wanted him to do. He never sinned. He never misstepped. He never had an unholy thought. He never had an unholy action. He never sinned. He did all the good things that we should have done, but didn't. And this is what Christmas is about. It's not really about a little baby in a manger. Yes, the infant Christ is spectacular, but the infant grew up. The ultimate purpose of Christmas is the cross, is the resurrection. Christmas is about the God-man, Jesus Christ, hanging in agony on a brutal and bloody Roman cross, giving his life in the place of sinners, taking their sin upon himself, taking the wrath and judgment of God upon himself, and making satisfaction for every single naughty and bad person that trusts in Christ alone. You see, the the joy of Christmas is that God takes bad people and makes them good people by the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ alone. Bad people have hope. They, They have the hope of receiving the righteousness of Christ if they only turn from their sin, which is destroying them and trust in Christ alone, which will indeed save them. When bad people trust in Christ alone, all the goodness of Christ, all the merits of Christ, all of the righteousness of Christ is credited to them. It's theirs by faith alone. They receive Christ's goodness as a precious gift through faith. They receive through faith. That's the only way you're going to receive it. The manger is gone. It's gone, yet the crucified and risen Messiah reigns in glory and righteousness and sovereignty, and one day soon he will return, and every knee will bow before him, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is King. He is an amazing King. Let our eyes be focused on The second advent. He is coming again. He is not a baby. He is a king and he is furious and just against all evildoers. But anyone who bows in humility and just says, I want you to save me, can look forward to the great celebration of his return. The great king is coming again. And so we must focus our eyes on the second advent which is almost here because the first advent is just getting us there to the second. The first advent was for the purpose of redeeming a beautiful people for the second advent. Now, why is it Merry Christmas? Merry, gladness, goodness, why? Why joy? 
in Christmas because Jesus came to rescue bad people and to give them eternal and matchless joy, unrivaled joy, unparalleled joy in himself. Our only true hope and joy and peace at Christmas is knowing that though we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ came, he incarnated, and he died for us so that in Christ alone, we, we the bad people, might become the righteousness of God. Is is that not the best news you could hear tonight? Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry, merry Christmas is right. Because Christ alone makes bad people perfect in God's sight. Father in heaven, we thank you for this wonderful message of the gospel that Christmas points us not necessarily to a little baby in a manger, but to a conquering king who is glorious in every way, who is our greatest joy, who has conquered sin, Satan, hell, and the grave, and who reigns forever on high. His name is the greatest name. And I pray that my dear friends tonight would repent of their wickedness and badness, would see it so starkly up against the purity of Christ and realize that they fall short, but let that not push them to despair, but let that push them to the cross where they can run and flee and lay all their burdens down and where the righteousness of Christ can be granted to them as a precious gift, all through faith, just by trusting in Christ. And I pray that tonight, hearts would be changed. If someone doesn't know Jesus Christ tonight, may this be the night that they turn and run towards Christ, who with open arms will receive them and bless them with the great robe of righteousness. It is only in Christ alone, that we receive eternal joy. All for your fame, Jesus. Amen.